Are you struggling with reels? You spend all this time coming up with content ideas. You take the time to film and edit them only to have it reach a fraction of your audience. We all know the struggle of the reels that you spend the most time on underperforming and the ones that you throw up for the heck of it performing the best. We've got to all know this struggle way too much. Short form video content has been a huge part of social media in the last few years. And while Instagram may not be quote pushing reels as much as they were in the past couple of years, they're very clearly still a valuable piece of content that can help you connect with your current audience and reach people beyond your followers. Videos allow you to be creative and show your audience more of yourself than a simple photo. They provide endless opportunities to teach, entertain, and really connect with your audience. And when you understand how to create reels that are relevant to you and align with your brand and your goals, you can create content that really gives you results. So what does it actually take to create a reel that will be successful? What strategies should you actually be implementing? I'm Kristen Busquette. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with a social media coach who is an expert in reels, Mandy Emerson. She has worked in social media for over 10 years and started coaching in August 2020. As a social media strategist, she helps female entrepreneurs grow their business using social media. After losing her job due to the pandemic, she took a leap of faith and invested in a coach and a dream of earning a full-time income using social media. She has since hosted reels workshops. She's spoken at conferences and virtual seminars. She's had multiple viral reels, sold six figures, in her first year of business and officially launched the Fierce Social Society, a membership dedicated to helping small business owners and entrepreneurs grow and scale their business effectively and efficiently using Instagram. Since launching in January of last year, she has had over 185 members that she has helped master social media and grow their business. Mandy is committed to supporting other women in entrepreneurship to help them stand in confidence that they are exactly where they need to be. Today, we're diving into what the essential elements of a successful reel are, effective strategies, and answer the question, how important are trends, really? We're giving you the scoop on all things reels, ensuring your hard work doesn't go to waste and your content is seen by the right people. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 99 of Social Scoop. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. I am in shock that we're on episode 99. Like when you think about that, that is so many times that I've sat in this exact spot and recorded this episode of this podcast for you. So thank you guys for being here at episode 99, for being here throughout this whole journey. It's been so fun. And this is one of my favorite parts of my job. And to celebrate episode 99, we are very much going to dive into some very exciting news. First things first, TikTok is expanding their series content monetization opportunity to more creators. So you've heard us talk about this in the past, series. It's something fairly new that Instagram has been playing around with. It allows eligible creators to share collections of content behind a paywall where they can charge between $1 to $190 for series subscriptions. They can include up to 80 videos in each series set, and each video can be up to 20 minutes long. So I remember that was kind of the 20 minutes long thing was something that really drew a lot of people to this feature called series. Um, because that's a really, really huge, uh, 
you know, like amount of time, like a long duration for a TikTok video compared to what we would typically expect. And the fact that this really allows creators an opportunity to make money, I think is very exciting because you can set your price for this content. The way that I see this being used is really like going deeper and more, I guess, in depth into a piece of content that maybe is performing really well for you. So for example, if you're someone who is constantly teaching people how to film videos in short little TikTok videos, doing a really in-depth kind of course here and using it as your series, I think it'd be a really great way to monetize through TikTok. However, I have had conversations with a few people about this. Um, Harley Jordan and I on her podcast a couple weeks back just talked about this. Will people be willing to pay up to $190 for essentially a course that's hosted on TikTok? I don't know because I don't think that people are necessarily used to spending money like that inside the app. So it's going to definitely be really interesting to see what happens. I have some plans to experiment with this in a small capacity um, in the future. So I'll report back and let you guys know how it goes. Also, TikTok is expanding their open application to facilitate connections between creators and brands. So this open application feature, it allows brands to post the details of upcoming campaigns that creators can actually respond to in the app. Now, this is something that was fairly new to me. They've been testing it since February, but it is now available for more users. At this point of the recording on June 12th, I do not have access to this. So hopefully I will soon and I can let you guys know more about it. Your creator application can include a short pitch or a concept for the brand campaign, examples of relevant content that you've made, contact information, and your proposed fee. So this will just be a really great way, hopefully, to connect with the brands that you want to work with on TikTok. So last week, we had talked about Meta's kind of Twitter alternative app that they're creating here, likely, um, most likely known as Barcelona. So it's also been called P92. (laughs) I don't know. It sounds like a robot or something. But once it's actually released, it may be called Threads. So we've got like a few different options for what this is actually going to be called in uh, the future once it's actually released. But I think it could be cool. I'm not, I'm not knocking it until I try it. So you will be able to use your Instagram credentials to log in and use your Instagram ID as your username in the new app. And your posts will be able to be up to 500 characters. There's going to be four tabs. There will be your main feed, your explore, your favorites, and your profile. It almost is kind of just like mushing together Instagram, but in a text version similar to TikTok or sorry, to Twitter. Also, TikTok has added an AI ad script generator in the creative center. So this is something that you do have to be a business account, have a business login to actually use since it is in that creative center tool. But you can enter in your industry, your product name, a description of the product, any keywords that you want highlighted and the length of the video, and it will give you sample video scripts with a hook, scene, and a call to action. Whoa. Okay. Current AI, like guys, I'm not over it. I think it's so crazy and like almost a little creepy. I don't know that it will ever fully replace creators, but honestly, the way that it just is getting smarter and smarter and smarter, I'm like more scared about it now than I ever have been previously. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'm curious if anyone has had an opportunity to try it. Um, I do not have a business account. I have a creator account and I won't be changing it anytime soon. So I haven't 
even had a chance to play around with this yet. Now, I know that if you're listening this far, you're very excited to hear all the tea about reels because reels, I think, can be incredibly frustrating for the majority of us. Um, So I'm really excited for you guys to hear these tips from Mandy. Just know that reels are frustrating for a majority of the people listening right now. You are not alone. If you post a reel, it doesn't get a ton of views and you want to rip your hair out. Okay. I've been doing this for years. I've been creating reels for years. And it still feels sometimes like when I have it figured out, I don't actually have it figured out. So very, very excited for you guys to hear Mandy's tips. I'm excited to hear what you think of this episode and I will see you next week. If we're being honest, most companies don't understand what us creators even need. According to Goldman Sachs, the creator economy is worth about $250 billion in 2023. So I'm really surprised that there aren't more companies like Creative Juice that are funding, banking, and growth tools for creators. Managing money intimidates most creators. Let's be honest, we don't all come from business backgrounds. So we're forced to learn how the heck to spend money wisely and how to figure out how to create a consistent full-time income. This is why when I first learned about Creative Juice a few months ago, I was immediately intrigued Juice is a one-stop shop for all my business needs from funding, banking, tax tools, and a community for creators. Even Mr. Beast believes in the company. He is actually an investor. I love that I can understand where and how my money is being spent much better, as well as have access to banking that's actually meant for creators, along with easy invoicing, access to funding, and monthly educational sessions with industry leaders so that I can be constantly improving. Check the show notes to see how you can join Juice Club and start growing today with the only platform platform that really understands your business. So many of you guys are creating reels for your business. And I know that creating effective reels can be a little bit difficult because sometimes you create them, they perform really well, and sometimes they do not. So it can be very discouraging, but creating effective reels for your business could not be more important for your growth. So we're here to talk a little bit more about that today with Mandy. Mandy, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So for anyone who does not know you yet, can you give us a rundown of who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So like Kristen said, my name is Mandy Emerson. I'm an Instagram coach and strategist, and I primarily specialize in working with female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business and make more money using Instagram. I love talking about creating effective content for your specific business. It is my mission to help ditch the overwhelm that comes with social media, but also this whole idea that strategy is cookie cutter because it absolutely is not. There is a custom strategy that you should be following for your business. uh, And that's exactly what I do and teach. I love that. And these are definitely things that I want to talk to you about today. So um, I'm excited to to dive into reels a little bit more because I think, like you said, a lot of people are overwhelmed by them Mm -hmm. and they're confusing and they see all of these people saying, this is what you should do. And then they try it, it doesn't work. Like it kind of is just like this endless cycle of frustration, I think sometimes with reels. Um, So from your perspective, what would you say are the elements of a successful reel? Yeah, such a good question because it can can expand into a much bigger conversation, but (laughs) really at the core of it, uh, it comes down to first and foremost, your messaging. Do you know exactly who you're talking to? I think this is a uh, big element that gets missed a lot of the times. We get yeah. sucked into the trending audios. We get sucked into what everybody else is doing. We see that it's working for them and we're like, okay, copy paste. So it kind of goes back to my, my, my overall mission is to just <laughs> annihilate that. 
that idea of just copy paste when really what is your messaging? Who are you talking to? Do you know who you're talking to? Do we need to hone in on that even more? Uh, saying that I talk to women between uh, 20 to 30, even though that's just a little 10-year window, I guarantee that the 21-year-old is having a very different life experience than the 29-year-old, right? Like they're in completely different seasons of their life. So getting your messaging really, really clear, knowing who you're talking to, I know that sounds really basic, but it's one of the biggest things that I see missing from content in general for reels. So when somebody comes up on your reel, they should be able to identify themselves right away to be like, Kristen's talking to me. That's exactly who. um, I know she's talking to me. I know she's talking about my problem. That's exactly what I'm struggling with. That is what you want to evoke from your viewer. Uh, And then um, really from there, honestly, it's, it's all just bits and bobs. Like if you want to do the trending audio, you can, if you want to do the talking reels, absolutely. Actually more um, talk face to camera reels are doing a lot better than just the trending ones. Um, I love me a good trending sound because they're just fun to like act out and just, (laughs) you know, get your creative juices going. Um, But I would say actually the number one thing that I find missing from reels is having a very clear message of who you're actually talking to. Mm. Yeah. And that's a really great point. It's interesting. It kind of reminds me of the idea that like a lot of creators don't really consider themselves businesses, but you think about every business ever has like a very clear target audience and a very clear mission statement. But I don't think a lot of creators take the time to figure that out for their own business because they don't really think they have to, you know, they're like, I just post cute outfits, you know, but they're such a good point though. That's such a good point with uh, content creators. If you don't feel like you have a business, your brand, you and what you're selling, even if it's through, I say, even I shouldn't say that because I don't ever want to belittle like partnerships or if you're doing um, affiliate links. I mean, you are talking to a specific audience, how you talk, the way that you talk, the verbiage that you use, right? We see a lot of that with our our TikTok Gen Z generation. It's totally going to hit home with the Gen Zers and it's just going to go over the head of us millennials. We're (laughs) like, what is that? I don't even know what that word is that she just used. And that's fine because who it's for it's going to land with them. So even if you feel like you don't have a business, if you're in the business of selling and making money using social media, that's a business, sister. That's that's it. You'd be making money (laughs) on social media. Right. And so actually like to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that, because I'm sure there are people listening who are like, okay, fine. Like I get it. I'll have a target audience. I'll, I'll figure out my messaging. But how can they figure out like who that audience actually is? Sometimes it really is just trying a whole bunch of different things. When I was first getting started, it was at the very beginning of 2020 in March (laughs) when we were like, what the heck is going on in the world? Um, I took it as my sign to just dive head head first into social media. Um, And I was posting, I was just newly married. I got married in October, 2019. So I was posting about newlywed life. I was posting about makeup. I was posting a little bit about social media. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was posting just like funny quote reels or not reels weren't even there yet. Reels weren't even around yet. So I shouldn't say quote um, posts like millennial type stuff. So I had like four completely different things that I was posting about until I tested it for an entire month for 30 days. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sometimes you're like, okay, this is clearly taking off for a reason. (laughs) 
right? And it was very clear that social media was the thing that my audience really liked to learn more about. And it was just the very bare bones basics. Sometimes it really is just taking a few different things and testing them out, but really giving them a go. Don't come back to me and say like, Mandy, I tried this for a couple of days. No, no, that's not going to (laughs) work. That's not going to be accurate enough. You need at least 30 days worth of data to get really geeky on you between 30 to even 60, 90 days sometimes of that data. So when you're picking, you know, two, three, maybe even four different topics that you'd want to talk about, make sure that when one of them pops off, you're You're ready ready. to make it your (laughs) full-time thing. Yeah. Mm. Can it be something that you talk about all day, every day? Or is it something you're like, no, I'm not that passionate about it. Then please don't post about it because (laughs) it might just take off. And now you're the person to talk about, I don't know, the newest things to hit Best Buy shelves. I don't know. I'm totally making something up. (laughs) If you don't want to do that, then please don't talk about it. That's fair. That's really fair. Yeah. I went through a similar experience, kind of just sharing a bunch of different things. Started to realize that when I was talking about business and entrepreneurship, I had so many more people who were asking questions and just really interested. And so I leaned into that more. And even after figuring that out, I think it's important to consistently do the trial and error because Mm -hmm. even after I figured that out, I went even deeper into doing more trial and error and then figuring out, okay, not only do they want to hear about business and entrepreneurship, they specifically want to hear about social media, you know, making Mm -hmm. money on social media. And so like I, I been going deeper and deeper into kind of like getting more specific. And I don't think the trial and error really like ever stops because we're also like people who are, you know, Mm -hmm. having changing um, interests and things like that as well. So I think it's, it's great to continuously do that trial and error. Yeah. It's, that's a, that's going to be a part of your content creation life until you're done with it. Like you're never (laughs) going to stop evolving. Your content's never going to stop evolving. Your strategy needs to evolve. I mean, it definitely had to evolve for all of us that were in social media even before Reels came about. Like the last five, six, maybe seven years have been so crazy in the world of social media and how we use it to market businesses. Like this was just not a thing once upon a time. We go back to the OG Instagram and yeah, there were influencers, but even those influencers had to adjust. And some of them, I hate to say it, kind of got left behind because they're like, yeah, well, I'm not going to do reels. Like I know how to (laughs) pose in pictures, which they do really well. Like those girls got it down. But then when it comes to evolving, like it's ever evolving. So to have trial and error be a part of the business plan, just to be a part of the strategy, just knowing that that's coming up, it just makes pivoting and new updates on the app as much as we hate them, right? When when they do happen, we're ready for them and we're ready to be like, right. okay, how do I use this for my strategy? How do I use this for my business? Yeah. And I mean, speaking of strategy, I'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit more. I know yeah. you had mentioned earlier on, it's not a cookie cutter like mm-hmm. this many times per week with this many uh, reels and this many posts, like I, and I completely agree with that. And I feel like I'm even myself just always, again, experimenting to figure out what works well for me. Um, How can a creator 
figure out what that strategy looks like for them? For sure. Great question. So it really first comes down to if you do have a business of selling a product or a service, um, whether that be in content creation, being as a, um, an influencer, like you're in partnership. Mm -hmm. So you're selling a tangible product, but it's from another business or you have your own figuring out your business type. So are you online only? Are you brick and mortar? Do you have a tangible product? Is it a digital product? First determining Mm -hmm. that that's pretty basic. That's already, um, right. Black and white. That's not hard to figure out. And then really determining your goals for your business throughout the year. This is, this is going to take some planning. This is going to take some, um, downtime reflection for you as a business owner to look at your entire calendar, or maybe you go quarter by quarter going week by week or even month by month. Um, may, may or may not work for you. I actually know quite a few business owners that do it month by month, which feels really stressful to me. (laughs) So I'm like, holy cow, that just feels like I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I like to at least do it by quarter. So you have at least three months that you're looking at. What are your goals in those three months? Are you launching something new or do you have open enrollment for something? So it's really looking at your goals because your content is going to work in tandem with those goals, right? So if you have a launch coming up or you're in a season where you're just trying to get more eyeballs on your business, and I'm not just, and that's more so a growth season versus a sales season. Mm -hmm. If you're in a season of growth where you're just trying to get more eyeballs on your stuff, I'm not just talking about revenue growth, although we love us some revenue growth, of course, (laughs) as business owners, but are you doing networking events? Are you doing online networking type stuff? Are you getting people on your email list? Are you creating content that's shareable to get more, right? Like thinking about your content in that respect versus just like selling all the time. Now, obviously we do want to be selling on a daily basis. We should be selling on a daily basis. And there's different ways to do that, different sales strategies to do that. Um, But the growth side of things, how are you creating content that's getting in front of more people? How are you enticing somebody to want to get on your email list or to get into your webinar? Um, And all of that, again, ties back to your quarterly goals or your KPIs, mm-hmm. right? Your key performance indicators, as they call them. Um, it, it goes back to that. So that's why these like content calendars that people pulled it, put out that you can find on Pinterest. And I'll be so honest, I was totally one of those people that I would look for a perfect content calendar. <laughs> and then I even tried to make them. I'm like, I had such a hard time making them for people because it really is so specific on your business type and your business right. goals. What are you trying to do? Are you actually trying to grow rapidly or are you good? Like just chilling where you're at. You're not taking any more clients on. Um, so those are the first t- couple steps that I would take is determining your goals by quarter. Like do yourself a favor mm-hmm. and look at three months ahead. Do not yeah. wait until the next month to be like, Oh yeah. Uh, mother's day, for instance, you know, whenever this, <laughs> I, I don't know when this episode's going out, but <laughs> mother's day is just a couple weeks from now. Do not (laughs) try and be like, oh yeah, Mother's Day is coming up. I should probably talk about my special offer that I have this week. And now you're scrambling trying to get content together for that special, you know, day or whatever. And instead, you should have been thinking about Mother's Day back in like February, March, right? (laughs) Um, So it's it goes back to your business goals by quarter your content working in tandem with that. Uh, It is selling every day, but it's not just like a buy my thing, buy my this. It has has a purpose. 
Yeah. And again, it just reminds me of like all of these things that you need to do when creating a strategy is what a business does. So it's very important for creators to know, like, this is not something again that you're like, Oh, I want to make an ebook. Let me like put it together real quick. And then like, (laughs) I'll just put it for sale next week. And like, I don't know, I'll talk about it a couple of times this week. Like, okay, maybe you'll make a couple sales, but like if you're trying to make actual money off of it and, you know, like passive income that can actually pay your bills, Mm -hmm. it has to be something that's looked at like a business. You have to plan and and work in advance and again, like look at things strategically and and allow yourself the time to actually execute on all of this stuff because it's a lot of work. It is. Right. But gosh, giving yourself that time, man, (laughs) it's such a relief though (laughs) to be like, I'm ready for Mother's Day or I'm ready for Father's Day this summer, 4th of July, like whatever event you're trying to, and those are obviously like holidays that I'm referencing, but maybe you (laughs) do have a product service that is cohesive with those days. Or maybe you're just like, whatever, I'm launching something new in June because I can. Cool. You've (laughs) done the prep work. You've done the uh, work that needs to be done ahead of time to be able to maximize it. So that's why I like going between those two different seasons of growth and sales. And I go back to, yes, you're selling every day. Like There should be some kind of call to action. It doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be link in my bio, click this link. It's more so, this is what I have to offer. This is what's going on, or this is what's available now. But more so, it should have a high, I say a higher purpose, but it should have a bigger purpose (laughs) towards that big launch or that big reveal or that new product uh, release, whatever it is, to maximize when it actually comes out. So you're not sitting at your computer waiting for those conversions <laughs> to come in, you're like, why isn't it happening? <laughs> right. You're not just like crossing your fingers, hoping for the best. Yeah, that's fair. Um, now with Reels, I am curious to hear a little bit more, I guess, logistics on yeah. getting these Reels to perform. Because as I said in the beginning, I think Reels can be very frustrating for people because sometimes you work so hard on it yeah. and it doesn't do well. And then it's always the videos that you're like, Okay, I'm just going to throw it out. Like, let me just record this quick. That that performed really well. Um, So I want to kind of like dive into some of those logistics on on what you've found to sometimes work better than others. Um, Do you think things like, uh, I know you can do like tagging um, in feed tags or in video tags, like in the videos or like polls in your reel. Do you find that things like that help get more reach on the post or more engagement on the post? You know, I have to be honest with the polls and the stickers. I don't think those landed as well as Instagram wanted them to. (laughs) I agree. I agree 100%. I did test them out a little bit and I just, I think people were a little bit confused because they're so used to using stickers and engagement, things like that in stories. So then when it showed up in their reels, they're like, I'm not used to touching (laughs) the screen at this time. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's, it's so interesting to dive into the human behavior behind this app and how people just naturally either tap, swipe, double tap, whatever. And that Mm -hmm. whole like, tap on a sticker during a reel is not something that we're just used to. Right. Uh, so I didn't find that it it boosted engagement or re- it did really well. It does definitely do well in stories, especially yeah. paired with a very specific question. So actually for today, even I put up in my stories, uh, baby furniture, cause we're expecting our first in June and um, it was between like two different colors. And it's, it's so basic. Like it has nothing to do with social media strategy. Okay. <laughs> right at the end of the day, but 
it is a conversation starter. It is a connection builder. And it's asking people their opinion. So they're used to giving their opinion in stories. And they can be used to giving it in reels when you ask that very specific question. But I would say one of the things that has never gone away with reels specifically to boost or to increase that engagement or to increase the watch time is mm-hmm. making sure that you're putting a really good hook right at the beginning, right? So capturing your audience right at the start or else they're just going to scroll right on by. Um, so I see quite a few business owners that will start off with, in this video, I want to talk about Bye. You've already lost me. Yeah, literally. I'm here. Like, I don't have time to wait to see what you have to say. Now, maybe the way that you, maybe the way that you, like, if you're dressed up as a clown and you're like, today I want to talk about, and you're like, what is literally (laughs) happening in front of my face? That's not the reason why you want people to say. You want them to say because of what you have to say versus something like, (laughs) excuse me, here are three reasons people are not sticking around watching your reels. Right. Mm. Like I'm hooking right away with what I'm going to talk to you about in this reel, or maybe I'm going to break this apart into three different pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. But I am like hooking you right from the get go with what I'm going to talk about. And then I could go into, you know, here's the three reasons. And then I can say, I'm Mandy. I'm an Instagram coach and I teach female entrepreneurs how to make more money on social media. Like I can, I can do that little intro. Instead of at the beginning, people do not care who I am and they're not going to stick around to be like, who's Mandy? But if I hook <laughs> them with what their problem or an issue that or struggle that they might be having, right. and then I do a quick little, hi, I'm Mandy, I do this, a little qualifier, then it just kind of starts to build that trust. Like, not only are you going to give me the answer to this problem, you've also qualified yourself to say, I'm so-and-so, this is what I do. This is why I'm qualified to talk to you about what I'm going to talk about. That's not necessarily a necessity that you have to have, but I have seen that that has grown a little bit more trust so that people know the face behind the fear of social society, my business or other businesses too. I like when they have that little intro and then they go into reason number one, and this is going to be a three-part series. If you can do series, I've seen that Mm. series do really well, meaning you have three parts or four parts. Like you break a reel up into a couple different parts. So for that example of three reasons why people aren't watching your reels, break it into three different parts. Now you have three different reels that you can put together instead of just one, right? And then you can put that into a carousel. Now you got four different posts that you can do (laughs) instead of just the one, right? It's it's a little bit work smarter, not harder. Um, But having that hook right at the beginning that gets your viewer, your ideal viewer, not every viewer, right? Your ideal person to stop to watch and then even go as far as let's go check out our profile. Let's check out the caption. Let's see what the call to action is, right? To get them taking more action, spending more time in your content. The more that they do that, the more that Instagram is going to show your content to them more often, even if they don't hit follow right away. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Like, man, this person hangs out on my feed. Am I even following them? Like, And then you come to find out you're not even following them, but Instagram pays attention to your user behavior and your content gets shown in front of them so much more. So Again, going back to the number one thing is your messaging, but then your your hook right at the beginning. And then having a, a call to action, if you are 
um, selling something or if you do yeah. you want them to take action, don't bury it at the bottom of your caption or don't even bury it at the end of your reel. Have that sucker pop up like in the middle of the reel um, at the very bottom, you know, read caption for yeah. more or whatever it may be or comment the word. I'm a big fan of like trigger words, like keyword mm. um, triggers that can then automatically tell me somebody's opting in or to yes. send them a message or whatever it may be. Um, but don't bury it at the very bottom of the caption or at the end of the reel. Don't don't uh, bank on them waiting around for that long. That's true. Yeah. So right. don't wait for them to just wait. <laughs> don't bank on that because they they may yeah. not. Like people watching all the way through a reel, that's pretty rare. Like they get to like 85, Honestly. 90%. But if you're waiting until 95% of the reel is done to give your your keyword or your yeah. call to action, you're missing out. You're leaving money on the table. You're leaving conversions on that reel and you don't want to do yeah. that. I mean, that's a really great point. I think it kind of a lot of the things that you just mentioned all play into this idea that like there is just so much noise on social media. Like we don't have the attention spans of (laughs) these people who are following us or not following us for as long as we would like to. Right. And so when you do have them, it's so important to do everything possible mm-hmm. to get them to stay, to get them to, you know, understand kind of like your authority with the topic. Yeah. And also to go check out your profile, hopefully convert into a customer or a client. But we just don't have a lot of time to do that. So you have right. to use that time so wisely. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Agreed. Like don't waste it. People just yeah. do not have the attention spans, which is kind of sad, but like it is what it it's is. It's just Let's life at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think it was TikTok that did it because I know for Probably. me, like I think once TikTok came out and I became someone who scrolled TikTok often, I use reels so much different. You know, like mm. I, I don't I'm like on TikTok just scrolling. I don't stop to like or comment anything. I'm just scrolling. And so I think that behavior has converted for me over to how I, again, behave on on Reels. Like I don't spend a lot of time uh, liking and commenting on as many things as I used to. Like I'm very in and out. And I think that's not uncommon. So right. Yeah, all great points. I will say, I think as a business owner and as a consumer, because now we have that really unique perspective of being both versus Mm -hmm. when you're just a consumer, your behavior is different. So I will say that there, it's good that you have that awareness to be like, I'm not taking the same action that I used to, (laughs) but you're all, you also have, you and I both have a different perspective of being a business owner and a consumer. And that, that can play in our favor of like I'm when you're in consumer mode, what are your actions? Like, what are you doing? What, what are you not doing? So it's, it's important to, to pay attention to that. But the other thing that you can be doing is just asking your audience too. having, Mm -hmm. having that up on your stories, taking a, a good inventory of, do you enjoy seeing this? Do you enjoy doing this? Like, are you a, hour long scroller on TikTok, or (laughs) do you like to, you know, taking that kind of a market research, if you will, is can be really helpful to know what does your audience like to see or how do they like to participate? Do they like to even comment on stuff? Do they want to be a part of the conversation? Obviously we want them to be a part of the conversation, but how can we encourage them to do so? Just simply ask it. That's that's all you have to do. That's a really great point. Um, how do you feel about trends, like trending videos? Do you feel like there's something that 
everyone needs to incorporate into their strategy? Do you feel like they are, you know, like invaluable? Like what do you think about trends? I, I'm, I'm one of those that I like them. I enjoy doing them when they're, um, appropriate, like when they fit (laughs) your niche, like not every, not every reel you come across is going to fit your branding, so to speak, or, um, your your overall mission. I don't think that right. everybody has to do them, but I don't. I'm not on this uh, side of they're the be all end all. Nor are they like evil yeah. at this point. I feel like we've <laughs> gone really overboard with being like stop doing trends or like only mm-hmm. do trends. Like there's just there's a lot of noise. When you said there's a lot of yeah. noise, that's such, such a perfect way to put it. It really is. I mean, do you enjoy that part of creating reels? Because I definitely do. I really like yeah. some real real trends that are funny because I like to make people laugh. If that's not your jam, then please don't do that. <laughs> right. Or if if you're not a lip syncer and you don't like to act, then don't force it. I would much rather you just create reels that are true to you, but that are also going to be effective at the end of the day. Um, we right. have seen quite a pivot from, again, that, face to camera interaction where we're just talking and we're giving um, value in the form of education or entertainment or even um, inspiration. But there, there is something really valuable that happens with face to camera type reels is our ideal audience gets to learn how we speak and how we act, our mannerisms. Yeah. And little flourishes that we have or flourishes that we don't have. If we're really extroverted or expressive or if we're a little bit more introverted and reserved, right? This is a really unique opportunity for your people to get to know you even better, whether you like it or not. (laughs) But this is really what's going to set you apart from everybody else. You know, um, I was just – I was scrolling the good old Instagram the other day. Um, This – this she's in social media. She's a coach. She's a mentor. She has a program. She's actually one of the very first programs that I invested in. I like to call her uh, my mentor, who never even knew that she was my mentor because it's not like <laughs> I paid her like one on one. But I totally look to her as one of my very first influencer influencing mentors. Um, mm-hmm. And she's she was talking about how there are going to be people that are offering very similar things to you that package it up very similarly. You might even have the yep. same branding and they might even be cuter than you at the end of the day. Like she even threw that in there and I was like, dang girl. Okay. But <laughs> the thing that's going to set you apart every single time is you are two completely different people. The way that yeah. you deliver, the way that you teach, the way that you talk, the way that you act, they're going to be different. Nobody has the same perspective or point of view or thoughts right. on things. And again, some some things still might be similar, but the way that I educate or the way that I paint a picture or the way that I train might be more compatible with this audience than it would be with that audience. And that's kind of the beauty right. of it. And I feel like that gets undervalued because everybody's like, that's cheesy. I don't care if you think it's cheesy, it's true, <laughs> right? There's a reason why right. people will come to work with you or that will come to work with me or that will come to work with somebody else entirely. And that's because of the person that they are and how they resonate with that audience member, right? Like we're not meant to be for everyone. Thank goodness, because that would be overwhelming. (laughs) And that would also not be fun because we're not, we're not compatible. So why force that working relationship? But that really is going to be the thing that sets us all apart is 
you and people get really hung up on the, I'm not unique. You're already unique because you're, you know, one of a kind. Nobody has had the exact same life or experience as you. We've had similarities, which that's what's, that's, that is what connects us at the end of the day. Yeah. But really what it comes down to is you just being yourself and your most authentic self. Again, that sounds so cheesy, but like, don't underestimate (laughs) it. It's true though. (laughs) Don't underestimate it. Don't take it for granted. And let that be what shows up on camera. Don't, don't worry about it looking perfect or looking aesthetically pleasing or whatever it is. Just do the dang thing to the best of your ability with the messaging, with the hook, knowing who you're talking to. Like if all of those things are in line and then you just show up as your most authentic self, like you really cannot go wrong. Right. Like those are all the pieces. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is such a great like message to end this off on. Um, <laughs> I want to let that like simmer in everyone's brains right now. Just be yourself. Um, okay. <laughs> be your authentic self. So <laughs> be yourself, you guys. That's it. <laughs> but also please have strategy. <laughs> yeah. Have strategy be, your, be strategically yourself. How yes. about that? <laughs> oh, I like that. We need to coin it. Get it on a t-shirt right right now. I love it. I love it. Mandy, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. And thank you so much for sharing all of your real knowledge with us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I know we could probably talk like for hours on this stuff. <laughs> so thank you so much for just allowing me to, to share this with your audience. Of course. And for everyone listening, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>